This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. And welcome once again to another episode of Strange Planet. Thanks, as always, for sticking me in your ear. I have not done many shows on crystals or gems. I could probably count on one hand the number of shows that I've done on gems or crystals, and this is going back 25 years almost. But that's where we're going tonight. And I have to tell you, this particular gem I had never even heard of. And then our good friend Manzanita Carpenter at Inner Traditions sent this book along, The Book of Moldavite, Starborn Stone of Transformation. And I thought, I've never heard of Moldavite. And I started to read it. And I thought, wow, this is absolutely fascinating. I have to get this gentleman on. And we're going to talk about it. Robert Simmons has been working with crystals and stones for more than 35 years. He's the co-founder of Heaven and Earth, a company offering gem and jewelry creations for self-healing and spiritual development. He's the author of several books, including The Book of Stones, and the alchemy of stones. He lives in New Zealand, and this is the latest. Again, the Book of Moldavite, Starborn Stone of Transformation. Robert Simmons, welcome all the way from New Zealand. How are you? Oh, I'm great, Richard. Thanks for having me on. This is exciting for me. Me too, because I, lo I love to learn about new things, and as I said, never heard of it before. Well, let's begin at the beginning. Literally, uh, this, um, this cataclysmic event 15 million years ago that is responsible for Moldavite being found and mined here on Earth. What happened 15 million years ago, give or take, um, sort of in the heavens above the, uh, uh, of our little blue marble? Well, the, what, what happened that generated Moldavite as a substance was a meteoric crash that happened in what's now uh, Germany, um, about 14.8 million years ago. And what occurred is that a meteorite about one kilometer in diameter, if you can picture that, came streaking across the sky from west to east and landed in Germany um, at a speed of about 25,000 miles an hour, hit the ground, and in such, there was generated such tremendous heat um, and also just the explosion, explosion of the meteorite as it hit the earth, that um, it vaporized not only the meteorite itself, but also the earthly rock underneath it. 
And that explosion sent all that vapor, vapor of rock up into the stratosphere. And the, the um, momentum of the meteorite coming from west to east shot the vapor further to the east, about 250 to 400 kilometers, where it, after it cooled in the stratosphere, it became liquid, a liquid glass, which rained down as a molten rain on what's now the Czech Republic, Southern Bohemia. So that event was one of the huge events in the history of the earth geologically. The impact was so intense that it would have been heard here in New Zealand on the other side of the earth if there'd been anybody here to hear it. Um, and it actually reversed the magnetic poles of the earth when that meteorite struck. So it's a, it's a major thing geologically that hasn't happened that many times in the Earth's history. And the sort of miraculous thing to me is it generated a new material that never existed before. And it's highly silica. It's what's called an amorphous crystal. And it's a transparent green color, kind of a translucent green that is uh, forest green. And the stones themselves look like little wrinkly green prunes. So that's a quick synopsis of how Moldavite got here and what it's like. And it's, um, it's, it's from a, a family of um, gems, are they called what, uh, titikites? Did, did I say that correctly? Tektites. Tektites, thank you. Yeah, tektites. And tektites, tektites are glassy objects like Moldavite that are formed by these meteoric collisions because of course there have been a number of them on the, in the Earth's history. Um, and the other tektites are uh, almost all black or blackish brown. Coming yeah, not from particularly uh, attractive. Places like... They're not particularly no, no, attractive. Of, no other tektite is this. Not at all. No, no. They, they have been revered, the other tektites in different cultures, as being valuable and having spiritual qualities. But only Moldavite has this gem quality about it. Uh, so that, that makes it special and special to me for other reasons, too. Uh, and so it's amazing. We have this kilometer-wide meteorite hurtling towards the Earth at 25,000 miles an hour. I mean, if that happened today, that be, probably would be a planet killer, I'm imagining, thinking maybe. Uh, right. Um, and, and it only rained down uh, in, in Bohemia, in this one part of the Czech Republic? That's right. It was, you know, as you can, if you can picture it, here comes the meteorite from the west, kaboom, it hits the ground. The momentum shoots this cloud of vapor up to the east. And as it, as it becomes pulled down again by gravity, um, it, it lands basically in two areas of southern Bohemia. Um, uh, one is very close to the German border and the other one is further east, Moravia. Um, but anyway, and the two different areas, the Moldavite actually have two different colors too. Um, the, the Moravian Moldavite is a brown green and the really beautiful stuff is the Southern Bohemia Moldavite. So, uh, and it has been revered uh, uh, for what, 25,000 years perhaps, maybe even more. Um, tell me about how the ancients used it and and what they what they thought of it yeah this was interesting to me too because when i came to this i wasn't a crystal person i didn't know or believe in stone energies but uh, i read that um 
the Moldavites, uh, that Moldavite amulets were discovered in the same archaeological digging site where the original Venus of Willendorf statue was found. And the Venus of Willendorf is the oldest known uh, representation of the goddess. So it's reasonable to think that the same people who were worshiping the goddess 25,000 years ago, which is when that site was dated, were also wearing Moldavite for spiritual reasons because they found the amulets in the same dig. Would they also have been uh, fashioning uh, tools out of it, arrowheads, that sort of thing? Yeah, actually, they did make arrowheads out of it um, and scraping tools as well for like uh, hides and things like that because uh, you know on a practical level it's it's a little bit similar to obsidian which is also used for those kinds of things um, so you know people used what they had um, and it also through the years through many centuries later um, became an ornamental stone used like in, from the 1600s on uh, on things like the, uh, the the handle of a cane um, and it was used a lot in jewelry as well. Ah, jewelry. Okay, so that that leads us to how you discovered Moldavite, because like you were like me, you had no idea. You you never heard of Moldavite before. You were working with with gold and diamonds, and you were making uh, jewelry, and you were anticipating the uh, arrival of Halley's Comet, and you thought, wow, this is a you know momentous celestial event. People are going to be very psyched about this. So you were going to make a piece of jewelry. Was it like a pendant? Um, and you were going to have you were going to have a, a gem as the uh, as the actual comet, and then the the tail of the comet you were going to fashion out of diamonds. Um, so that was your plan. That all changed. You're, yeah. on road, you're on this road trip. Take it from there uh, and, and tell us about this amazing synchronicity. Yeah, that was one. Um, I was a jewelry designer in those days, but my spiritual interests had nothing to do with the way I made a living. And there was a little feeling of disconnect in that. But re regardless of that, I was also wanting to do something unique with jewelry. And as I was daydreaming on a trip to Cape Cod to do some selling of my wares, um, it came to mind, just kind of dropped in. I saw an image of a gold comet with a real meteorite at the head of the comet, and diamonds in the tail. And as you say, it immediately struck me, oh, Halley's Comet's going to be here in about a year and a half. Um, I could make a commemorative comet, put a real meteorite in it, and it would really be new in the jewelry world. So, you know, for me, the carrot was, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money if I do this. Um, but little did I know how much more was going to unfold. But in any case, you know, I was so excited by that idea that I drove another 40 miles right past my appointment that I had without even realizing it because I was so captivated by my vision. And I ended up at the house of a friend or near the house of a friend. So I went to see him instead of taking my appointment back. Um, and he had done a project where he was selling astrology pendants through a credit card company's mailings. And he'd done really well. He'd sold 60,000 pendants. So I thought maybe this will be another one to fit that. So I told him my idea and he said, you know, that's a great idea, but you shouldn't use metal meteorites. They're ugly. You should use Moldavites. My fateful question was, well, what's a Moldavite? And, you know, then he dug in his 
um, studio and found this magazine that he had. And the magazine was 28 years old. It was an old copy of the Lapidary Journal. And in that magazine was an article about Moldavite telling a lot of this history that I've just been sharing with you and also um, talking about its use as a gem. Um, but it also talked about the lore and uh, spiritual stories about Moldavite that the author, even in the 1950s, when he wrote this article, was aware of. So I thought, oh, gee, I got to see if this man's still alive. Maybe he can tell me more or help me find some, because it immediately struck me that this was the thing to use. Um, so I called information. In those days, you could do that. I, call, I got a number and I called him and then, you know, the phone rang. And then after a bit, this old man's voice answers the phone. Um, and I say, hello, I'm Robert Simmons. I've just read your article about Moldavite. There's a long pause. And he says, you just read my article. I, and, you know, he was astonished that 28 years later, somebody was calling him about it. Right. This is we talked for four hours. And during that call. Sorry, this is 1986, uh, 85 or 86. He wrote the article yeah. in 1958. 1958. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, go ahead. That's right. So it was a synchronicity of major. Yeah, for me, it was a big synchronicity that this happened, you know, and that my friend, just, I mean, I missed the appointment by chance. My, the idea fell into my head by chance. My friend remembered he had this magazine. The magazine was, was really uh, telling a lot about Moldavite that made it have a great story as well as just being a gem from outer space, which was big enough. Uh, and then the man was there and talked to me on the phone for four hours about his intense interest in Moldavite. He was a gemologist and had always been trying to get the, the gem world interested in Moldavite without success. Um, but while we were talking, I got the prickles on the back of my neck and it felt like, oh, this is some kind of destiny moment for me. Um, so he sent me my very first samples of Moldavite and things in my life quite took off quite rapidly from there. Uh, he told you about some of the, again, the lore, the legend, the, the reported magical properties of Moldavite. Um, things like it what, vanishing and reappearing and things like that? That was something he mentioned, and it is something that happened to me too. So I'll just mention, I'll talk about that for a minute because it is really one of the surprising things about the stone. Um, so yeah, I've got uh, one of my very first favorite Moldavites um, I had, and it did this thing of disappearing and reappearing a number of times during the time that I've had it. I've had this, this particular piece for now 36 years. Um, but it would do things like, like I would leave it on my dresser and I'd go to get it the next day to put it in my pocket and it wouldn't be there. And then two weeks later, I found it in the potted plant in the living room. So inexplicable. There was one time in the shop when my wife and I opened a crystal shop um, during this uh, first couple of years from when I discovered Moldavite, I also discovered my wife. Um, and the, uh, the, but during, you know, if you just fast forward to when we had our shop, there was a day in which a customer came to the counter and she was quite upset because she bought a big piece of Moldavite, pretty expensive, and it had disappeared. Um, she was sure she knew where she'd left it. So I said to her, well, 
don't worry too much because mine goes on sabbatical from time to time and it always comes back. So yours probably will too. In fact, mine's gone right now, I told her. Well, no sooner had I told her that than my wife was opening up our safe to get our gold jewelry out for the day in our shop. Um, and she got out the cash pouch where we kept the change fund. And there was a lump in the pouch. And lo and behold, that was my missing Moldavite in the cash pouch inside the safe. So it did a real Houdini somehow to get from where I left it at home into the cash pouch in our shop inside of a safe. Uh, and then the woman eventually like what? Yeah. A couple months later, she got in touch with us and said hers came back as well. Um, so many reports of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, even in the back of my book, there are, there are half a dozen reports in the back of my book where we have letters from people who were Moldavite uh, enthusiasts and they've told the same thing about this disappear, reappear phenomenon. So don't know why, but there's a certain trickster quality to Moldavite. Um, Moldavite also said perhaps to have been the material from which the emerald tablets uh, were carved. Um, and well, well, tell me about the emerald tablets. This is uh, Hermes Trismegistus. Um, you know, I guess the, what the, uh, the legendary father of alchemy, uh, the, the, the tablets are supposed to contain the, the, the secret laws of the universe. But do we know for sure it was Moldavite? We don't know for sure that it was Moldavite that the Emerald Tablet was carved from, but the legend of the Emerald Tablet is so similar in certain ways to the um, coming into being of Moldavite. One of the things is when you uh, read the Emerald Tablet, you find that, the, and the lore around it, you find that the Emerald Tablet was said to have come to Earth from the stars. So it was a gift from the God that actually descended to the earth. It was green in color and it was believed to be a stone. So there's no other, you know, real stone in the physical world that uh, is as much like that as Moldavite is. Um, and, and another thing in the Emerald Tablet that's very detailed like Moldavite's story, um, it says that the tablet itself fell to earth, went back up to the stars and came back to earth again. So if you remember how Moldavite was formed, the meteorite hit, the material shot up into the atmosphere, and it descended again. So, you know, there is a similar pattern to the Emerald Tablet story. Remarkable. Um, and another interesting thing, yeah, it goes with this, Richard, um, <laughs> is that um, the Holy Grail stone is also very similar to Moldavite if you look at that legend. And that legend was written up in that article that uh, George Bruce, the uh, guy from 1958, had written. And the Emerald Tablet, according to, I'm uh, not the Emerald Tablet, the Stone of the Holy Grail was said to have been an emerald that fell from the sky. And it fell from the crown of Lucifer, the angel of the light in the war between the angels. That's the Holy Grail story as told by Wolfram von Eschenbach. Uh, a German minisinger of the ninth century. And that legend says that once you beheld the stone of the grail, you could no longer deviate from your destiny. 
your true spiritual path would unfold, whether you wanted it to or not. And that's interesting in another way, because Moldavite has a quality like that, too. Right, as we'll discover, we'll take a quick time out. Robert Simmons is here, and we're talking about this remarkable stone that is not a stone, Moldavite. Back with more in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time to redefine reality. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. The Book of Moldavite. Starborn Stone of Transformation. Robert Simmons is with us, best-selling author of The Book of Stones and The Alchemy of Stones. Uh, we were talking about, you were mentioning uh, the Stone of the Holy Grail. Uh, is that the same, um, is that interchangeable with the Philosopher's Stone? Is it believed to be the same? That's a very good question and an interesting one. Um, you'll, as you go into these uh, different uh, lores, you do find crossovers and similarities where um, both the Emerald Tablet, the Philosopher's Stone, and the Stone of the Holy Grail are spoken of in a very similar way. And a lot of us who are studying these things think that um, all three of the legends that I just mentioned are pointing to the same um, substance or a substance that has the same qualities and they're just coming at it from slightly different uh, stories. So you mentioned um, it's how you met your wife. Let's talk about, about the role of Moldavite in um, your marriage to Kathy. Um, well, you know, the probably the single most salient quality that Moldavite seems to have, that its effect on people, when you get a piece of Moldavite, the thing that I see over and over again, and it's in the letters in the back, back of my book from people, is there's an acceleration of your spiritual path or your evolutionary growth. And what that tends to mean is, whatever is needed for that acceleration is attracted to you and whatever you need to jettison in order to further your path goes away whether you're ready for it to go away or not um so in my case you know i got a piece of moldavite a few pieces from mr bruce and uh immediately my life started just changing and i didn't attribute it to the stone but it just was happening so Quickly, the marriage I was in fell apart. And that was overdue. 
Um, the, uh, my, my habits of things like drinking alcohol fell away. Um, I even started eating vegetarian. And this was all kind of spontaneous, just felt like I wanted to do it. Um, and in that same short time period of just a few months, I also uh, met Kathy, uh, my wife, um, who herself was a very spiritually oriented person and a healer. And uh, she was the one who said to me, this Moldavite is a lot more important than your comet project, Robert. And it's going to touch people in a whole different way than you realize. And her first exposure to it, because since she was into crystals, I thought on my, like my second date with her, I thought I'll try to impress her with this stone I've got. So I handed her one and said, you know, you're into this crystal stuff. What do you get from this? And uh, she, she closed her eyes and she kept them closed for at least five minutes, maybe 10. I thought, has she gone to sleep? But she had had, as she reported, an out-of-body experience where she went out into the universe and received information that Moldavite had a spiritual purpose for what she called grounding light or bringing spiritual energies to the earth. And the people working with it would facilitate that. There's a kind of synergy between us and the stone that um, activates our own spiritual energies more and also allows us to receive more that the earth can receive. So that was her report. You know, at the day that I heard it, I wasn't really ready to believe it. I thought, hmm, I'm falling in love with a crazy person, but I don't care. Um, and, you know, but it, it's turned out that her insights were uh, quite real. Uh, more synchronicity. Um, let me see now where to, where to begin. <laughs> Uh, there's the story of um, you had, again, intended to use the Moldavite in this, this pendant uh, de depicting the, uh, the, you know, the Halley's Comet. Uh, and that kind of all fell apart on you. And you were practically destitute. But that opened another door. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was interesting because my friend introduced me to the credit card company people that Harry had his project with. And they looked at my idea and they said, oh, we like this idea. We want to do this project. Uh, can you produce 60,000 pendants? Uh, and I was a small time jewelry designer. I didn't have that kind of resources, but I said, yes, of course. Um, and then I went about borrowing the money to acquire enough Moldavite so that I could do the project because you can cut and facet Moldavite into gems. And that's what they wanted in the pendant was a faceted one. So I had to seek out and find sources for Moldavite and borrow money from everybody in my family and my friends and mortgage my house again. And all of that added up to enough to buy enough Moldavite to get 60,000 pendants made. Um, and right around the time we had spent all that money by this time, Kathy and I were together full time. Um, right around that time, she got a phone call from the credit card people. And they said, one of our vice presidents thinks Haley's Common is just going to be a fad for a few weeks. Um, so we're canceling this. So there I was with, with about 25 kilos of this gem from space that nobody had heard of and no market um, and all that money borrowed. And, you know, so it was quite a challenge. We thought we would go ahead and try to do it ourselves. 
Um, but we never really, we only ever sold two of those common pendants, but it, it led to our opening a crystal shop and finding out that it was a sensation among the people that were sensitive to stone energies and interested in stones for meditation and healing. And that's where our business took off. Right. And, and Kathy was, she was totally nonplussed about the credit card cancellation, right? She said, don't worry. It's all going to work out. It's all going to work out. Yeah, no kidding. That's, that's one of her, um, that's one of her classic statements to me because um, she's very trusting and aware of things that are going to, that how things are going to go in many cases. And I tended, especially in those days to worry about everything. So she was always telling me um, when she could see it, you know, this is going to work out for the good. Um, and it always has. Um, I'll just share with you one other thing that occurred. You know, we started our project. We decided we would open a business. We were working to um, create some income uh, in the Christmas season of that year. And we had all of my jewelry, all my diamonds and rubies and emerald jewelry um, on consignment at a shop in New Hampshire. And um, on Thanksgiving Day, that shop was robbed and everything that I had was stolen except my Moldavite, which I had not taken up there. So suddenly my whole way of making a living was gone other than I had to be a Moldavite seller. So it was interesting how these synchronicities pushed me, ready or not, uh, into what was turning out to be my destined path. Uh, the, was it the day before where Kathy uh, said during a meditation, she heard a voice that said, you must be emptied so that you can be filled? Yeah, I'm glad you remembered that. That's right. That meant that morning. So the morning of the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, she said, be, her meditation, her guide said, be emptied so you may be filled. We didn't know what that meant till we got up there and the door was ajar at the store and the police were there and they were taking a report about this break-in and suddenly we knew what being emptied meant. Um, yeah, but she was right there saying, this is all going to work for the good, Robert. You got to trust. Um and uh, you know that was good for me to hear, but hard for me to accept. Um, then, uh, uh, Kathy, sort of on a flyer, uh, heard about a big, um, was it kind of a, a new age or a, a, a total uh, a health expo that was happening in Boston, and just kind of on a flyer decided, okay, we'll, We'll, um, we'll take one of the booths that had suddenly just opened up mysteriously, was now available, this prime location, uh, and it cost $1,500, which you didn't have. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You've got that story exactly. Um, yeah, which shortly after that, when I was really like, how are we going to even live with all these debts and all that, and not any, you know, because my only way of living was to sell my jewelry. So... Yeah, she, we managed to claw our way up to having a little more than 1500 in the bank account. And she then heard this opportunity for a booth. She got the intuition that we should do it. And she wrote the check for it without even asking me or telling me about it. I was like, you did what? Um, but she said, no, this is going to be great for us. 
Well, you know, again, synchronicities, we didn't have any inventory except Moldavite. We didn't have any crystals. Um, so how were we going to fill up a great big booth? But once again, things fell into place. There was a gentleman on Cape Cod who had a big shop and was closed in the winter. So he lent us his whole inventory to fill up our booth with crystals um, and other stones. And we did have a section of Moldavite. And that's, that was Moldavite's introduction to that metaphysical community. And it was, uh, I mean, we sold a load of it. And it was, it was amazing to me. And, and, and at that time, Kathy then said to everybody, oh, yes, we're going to open a shop in April. We didn't have a shop location or anything else yet. But, you know, she felt like she knew and it turned out she did. Another time out, Robert Simmons, this uh, amazing uh, journey, Moldavite, the book of Moldavite, Starborn Stone of Transformation. Stay with us. As you're staring up at the night sky, ever wonder who's staring back? You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Robert Simmons is with us. The Book of Moldavite, there it is. Incidentally, you know, I'd heard this once about crop circles, uh, and it, it, it also, it turns out to be true, apparently, about Moldavite, and that is, uh, people talk about going into crop circles and, and um, uh, receiving some sort of healing energy. Um, Patty Greer, who's made many, many award-winning films on crop circles. They call her the crop, uh, crop circle gal. Um, I think she told me this, that even a photograph of a crop circle, uh, you can get the same kind of effect. Just looking at the photograph, never mind stepping inside the circle. It's the same thing is true with Moldavite, correct? That is true with Moldavite. And I mean, it's even true with other uh, crystals and gemstones as well. It's a very interesting um, thing to note that that happens. And we've had a lot of reports from people who look at one of my books, and I always try to put a lot of good photos in my books for this reason. Um, they'll, they'll look at the Moldavite photo in the book and they'll start getting the symptoms that Moldavite engenders without knowing what's going on. And some of those symptoms include um, feeling heat um, or an intense energy running through your body, sometimes even like a Kundalini energy going up the spine. But most commonly it's heat and sometimes lightheadedness, um, depending on how you resonate with Moldavite. But that has happened many times from the pictures. Um, and it actually points to something about all of these kinds of energies um, that I find really good to know, which is that they're non-local, meaning that the, that the, you can tap into the currents or the energies of different stones um, through, through looking at a picture or even through picturing them in your mind, if you're good at that. Um, which says, you know, if, if you believe that stones have benefits, which I do, then um, those benefits are really available in the field than not just having to have one in your pocket. Uh, what other, what other um, um, benefits or effects are people finding from Moldavite? We mentioned, we kind of alluded to, uh, uh, to health. Um, I mean, are, do, do people report 
I don't know, um, financial benefits? Uh, what else? Well, there are. And, and, you know, I use the common denominator of whatever needs to come to you for your highest good, for your evolution and growth. It's kind of how those things get sorted, but they, the actual specifics can be all kinds of things, including physical healing. Um, I definitely have had physical healing, especially during that first few months that I had Moldavite. I became a lot healthier, not just through choices I made, but just my vitality was stronger. And that you'll see again, if, you, if people read the letters in the back of the book, lots of people talk about their healing experiences with Moldavite. Um, and one thing I've seen, a friend of mine was just here visiting us in New Zealand, and she tried on one of my Moldavite necklaces and worked for a few days. And um, when it was time for her to go home, um, we were taking her to the airport, and she was taking the necklace off, and she said, oh, my energy just dropped. And she put it back on and was like, ah, it's back. <laughs> and she tried that about five times on the way to the airport. She couldn't believe it because it was so noticeable to her that her energy level, meaning her feeling of vitality and liveliness and awakeness was markedly higher when she had that on. And when she take it off, it would diminish. So um, that's just a recent example of something that I've had people tell me in many times. Um, so that's one of the effects. And another one I'll mention is spiritual protection. You know, all of this takes place in the context of people taking, accepting the idea that stone energies are real, which I, I do. And I didn't originally until it happened to me uh, that I felt it. And Moldavite was the first one I felt. But within that context, um, that protection feeling is something, not just the feeling of protection, but the actual change in your vibration so that uh, parasitic energies can't get hold of you. Um, that's one of the qualities that people have um, told me that Moldavites had for them and that I feel too. So that's a good, another one. And then the third one I'd point to that's a big one is grounding light in the earth, which I mentioned before. Yes. Tell me more about that. How does that work? Um, the, the, I believe that the shift in your own vibration, you know, like our, we have a subtle body as well as a physical body. The subtle body you could call our energy body, and that is related to our aura. That's sort of a visual um, phenomenon of our energy body. Um, but we can feel our energy body, and, and, and that is what gets affected by Moldavite. It's a resonance. Moldavite's vibration is very high and very intense. Maybe even that comes from the intense event that gave birth to Moldavite, that big meteoric crash. And also that crash was a joining of heaven and earth, literally in a substance. The meteorite from the, from the space and the earth itself got fused together in this liquid glass that fell in a shower. So there's um, the joining of heaven and earth is physically a fact in Moldavites as a substance. The grounding of spiritual light for earth is another joining of heaven and earth. And, you know, from my perspective, reality is not only uh, physical, it also operates on the spiritual level symbolically. So that, uh, and that's in the Emerald Tablet, that as above, so below. If you see a pattern 
on one level of reality, it is in resonance with patterns on other levels. So there's this grounding of light because Moldavite actually brought heaven to earth literally when it landed. Its energy is high vibration. When you're at a high vibration, you're able to resonate with higher energies than you normally would. And that comes down, down through you. And if you're willing and want it to, it'll go right into the earth, which is good for the earth, ultimately. That's that's the reason for wanting to do that. And, uh, of course, that is the name of uh, your company, Heaven and Earth, right? And when when you opened that store, that name just came to you again during a meditation while you had Moldavite close, in close proximity? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was a uh, meditation. I was just sitting holding a Moldavite. I didn't feel crystal energies. I didn't even think I, I believed they were real, but yet we were opening a crystal shop, my wife and I. And so she said, you have to meditate every day with your Moldavite, Robert, until you wake up to this. So one day I was meditating and I still didn't feel energy, but, but a voice came in to my head telling me the name of the store is Heaven and Earth. And we had been wondering what to name it. And suddenly that just felt right, you know, for the reasons I've already said, like Moldavite, which was our signature thing, um, was this blend of heaven and earth. So, and it also is true that our philosophy is that what we hope to, what we aspire to is that heaven and earth become one. You know, that the higher spiritual world and the earth itself merge together. So, yeah, that's, that came in the presentation. So you're going to open this this store, Heaven and Earth, and sell your um, Moldavite creations and jewelry. Uh, and then, you know, the question is, well, you know, how are people going to find you? All of a sudden, a phone call from um, uh, a produ producer of a TV show in, out of Washington, D.C. called Night Watch. Uh, yeah. Talk to me about that. Yeah, and that reminds me that I should have mentioned an increase in synchronicities in your life is one of the Moldavite phenomenon. So these stories I keep telling are my, are my own synchronicities. Uh, and they all were for the benefit of this destiny that was unfolding. So as you say, one day in our little shop in Gloucester, Massachusetts, the phone rings and it's a TV producer from, for the Nightwatch program in Washington, D.C. And they offered to fly Kathy and me to Washington to get on the program one night and talk about Moldavite and crystals. Of course, we said yes. Um, and, you know, we got on and there were a couple other sort of new age authors on there with us. Um, but we got to introduce Moldavite. And um, there's a bit of a funny story that goes with this, if you don't mind me sharing that too. Um, uh, um, so they, uh, the, the host would not give our address or um, phone number out on the air. But he said, it's heaven and earth in Gloucester, Massachusetts, and you can look it up if you want to contact them to get a Moldavite. Well, apparently a lot of people did, um, because a couple months later, a lady came into our shop and she said, I saw that program and I called up information. Again, this was live operators in those days to get your phone number. And the operator at three in the morning, because this was a late program, the operator at three in the morning said to me, why do you keep calling and asking for the same phone number over and over again? You know, this poor woman who was doing the phone, the info calls in the middle of the night was getting hundreds of calls asking for the same phone number one after the other. And she had no idea why. So, you know, 
I thought that was kind of funny and uh, would love to have been able to find out who she was to explain it to her. Uh, but, but that was that brought a lot of customers to us early yeah. on. Yeah, including Lawrence Fishburne, the famous actor. That's right. Yeah, as we as we went through uh, beginning our store, and then we decided to write a book about Moldavite, the first book about Moldavite, which came out in 1988, much smaller book than my new one. Um, we were at the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show, which was is the biggest crystal and stone show in the world, and we had a booth, and in walks. Lawrence Fishburne, he wants to buy Moldavites. Um, and he, he uh, being a movie star, he chose all the biggest, best ones. Um, and, you know, we were, I didn't know who he was at that point. I mean, and he, I said, what do you do for a living? So I'm an actor. And I said, oh, what are you in? And he mentioned a couple of movies. It wasn't the Matrix days yet. No. Um, so I think he was in one called, uh, maybe it was called Just Cause or something, but it was a, it was quite a good movie and I had seen that. So anyway, um, he we asked him for his autograph. He said, no, no, I don't do autographs, but I do hugs. So we all got a hug from him. And then he bought my book, my first Moldavite book and asked for our autograph. So that was the feather in our cap that day. Yes, and then of course he walks out with some Moldavite and a couple of years later he's in The Matrix. I mean- exactly. He was established as an actor. I mean, he was, I think he was, what, 13, 14 when he was in Apocalypse Now or something like that. But then he does, you know, then he goes like way over the top with uh, his success with uh, The Matrix. Could have been the Moldavite, Robert. Could have been the Moldavite. Well, I mean, it certainly was for his highest good um, and his evolution. I won't take credit for Moldavite, but it's an interesting thing to wonder about. Have to ask you about this. Um, we just have a couple minutes left, but um, tell me about uh, two other visitors into your uh, shop, um, Men in Black. Yeah, that was that's one of the more weird experiences we had in the early years. We had a crystal shop our very first year, last Saturday before Christmas. We were open late, and um, no one was in the shop, and the phone rang. And it was somebody that, that um, said to my wife, I want you to talk me out of committing suicide. Now, how weird is that? So, but she took it seriously and she wanted to help this person. So she took the phone in the back room and I was alone in the front. And then in came these two men who were dressed completely in black suits, black hats, just like in the Men in Black movie, mm -hmm. except not comedic at all. They were really sinister. And they acted like they weren't quite human. Um, as soon as I saw them, I got scared. And I, my, my, my uh, uh, protection, I put protection around myself, or at least envisioned it. And I, then I followed them all around the store very closely because they were walking around acting just crude and rude and weird. Like they would pick up a beautiful crystal and say, whoa, is that ugly? And then slam it down. And then they'd pick up something like a piece of obsidian and they'd say no that's beautiful and i mean they had these weird voices like i'm parodying right now um and they just jerked around and act like like kind of like uh you know i don't know what like an imitation of a human being and uh they finally got around to the part of the store where the moldavite was and i was feeling really protective of that and they said 
one of them said, what's that? And I suddenly heard a voice come through me that said, that's Moldavite. You wouldn't be interested. And there was power in that. I don't know where it came from. But the, the older of these two creatures said, oh, okay. And they both left. And as soon as right after the door shut, Kathy came out and said, the woman on the phone just suddenly got in a better mood and said, okay, thank you. Bye. So I don't know that those two things were connected, but it felt like Kathy was pulled out of the room on purpose. And so that this, whatever others, these two guys could come in and do whatever they were trying to do. Um, but I had been reading about men in black in those days because there were books and such about it. And to see them in the shop was extremely weird. But I had to say that they didn't seem able to face up to the Moldavite and they, and they never came back. Heaven and Earth, is, is that still in Gloucester, Massachusetts at the store? No, um, we moved to Vermont in 1991 and we have now what's a mail order business through there. Um, it's, it's website, if I can say it is, heavenandearthjewelry.com um, and it's all spelled out as one word. Um, so that's going on there and it's it's, it's a, gotten to be pretty big worldwide mail order business. We have customers all over the world um, and I do now have a retail shop here in New Zealand where I live too by the same name, also Heaven and Earth. Um, and I give uh, classes, I teach uh, about not just Moldavite, but all the crystals and how to work with them spiritually and meditate and do healing with them. Um, so that's what it's evolved into over these 35 years. Well, I'm right after we, um, we say goodbye, I'm going to get on the website and uh, I'm going to get me some Moldavite. This is absolutely <laughs> uh, enchanting and, uh, and remarkable. Robert, great to meet you. Thank you so much for this. Well, thanks for having me on. It was really fun to talk with you and tell my stories, and I got a hundred more. The Book of Multivite, Starborn Stone of Transformation. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.